I'm gonna, you know what? I was gonna talk about like all the stuff I've been playing on there, and you know what? We're doing an episode about mini yes, consoles. That so is, that is what talk. the episode is about. It's so. Can we just do the episode <laughs> in the pre-show, right? <laughs> and then, and then we can finish recording at eight. And then we got the whole evening to ourselves. <laughs> I could get a lion. I could have an early night. <laughs> if we fit the whole episode into the bumper. I'm being very funny right now, and it's 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 being lost on our entire not audience. It's being recorded. That's that's good. The, the 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 future audience will hear it. You never know. Parts of it might make it into an episode one day. That's possible. I feel like this. There's a whole lot of like I'm throwing a whole lot of shit at the wall here, and only a little bit of it can become bumper material. Yeah, you say, very true. You say that. Yeah, you know some of our old episodes have had like nine minute long bumpers before the show even begins it's not unheard of no. see see I, I call that the like proof of concept for the entire show in a bumper show <laughs> I can see us doing an entire episode then playing the opening music then saying welcome to Dangerously Unprepared doing the intros and then playing the closing music <laughs> you have been listening to Dangerously Unprepared <laughs> wow that's meta no not meta what's the word I'm looking for Uh, uh, that's art. That's postmodern podcasting. very bright today, Simon. Am I? Yeah, like really, like, like, um, glowing. Huh. He's very clean shaven. Yeah. I, I am clean shaven. That is true. Um, also I did, I can't remember if I had this lighting last time we recorded, but I've remembered that I've got Philips U lights here and I can set them to a default tone rather than an orange tone. Put the sexy streaming. light on. I could put the sexy light on. I'm not going to put Roxanne. the sexy light on. Roxanne! <laughs> <laughs> Zoe's voting for ContraPoints lighting. I also, to be honest, I have gels that I could put on these softboxes and give myself proper bisexual lighting. The, the pink and blue bisexual lighting. But nice. then I have a horrible feeling that my green screen wouldn't be green enough to work. So <laughs> Only one way to find out. Pros and cons. <laughs> Hello, Phil. I need to figure out lighting for when I do streaming stuff as well. Yes. I could just sit under a lamp. I mean, you could. <laughs> it's basically just, the same thing as putting effort in, right? I'm just looking around at my, my soft boxes on light stands and my ring light and my green screen and thinking, yeah, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's... it's no difference, really. I'll just fine. sit slightly closer to the window. We'll get some ambient light. It's exactly the same. <laughs> well, there are the two ways of doing uh, cam, obviously. There's the green screening technique, or there's trying to just put yourself in front of an interesting backdrop. Ah, so if so you can find is, some way to frame yourself interestingly. So you mean go and get that giant portrait of myself from the Blackadder? That would be an amazing backdrop. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. That's a good choice. I like that one. Cool. Make it happen. Cool. Anyway, we have now been going for a couple of minutes and we're not going, so I'm going to say hello and welcome to Dangerously Unprepared. I'm Simon, and joining me as ever are Kyrie. Hello. And Jack. 
Hello. Rob. Well, we, we don't know that he's dead. I mean, uh, but we don't know that he isn't. Therefore, we have to assume that he <clears throat> both is and isn't. So take a minute's silence during which you can be free to make noise for the possible loss of our dearly departed. Shrobinger's cat. That's better than what you came up with before. It, uh, it's going to annoy the hell out of me because I had a really <laughs> funny joke and it fell apart. <laughs> oh, funny joke. Just, just know that it was hilarious, okay? It was, it was easily going to be like the, the number one joke for all of World of Dangerously Unprepared. That's our show. <laughs> that is our show, yes. You <laughs> uh, don't talk of the dark times. I mean, we sort of do, like, yeah. pretty often. Like yeah. <laughs> we just we literally just changed the title. We don't, that, you know. Yeah, that, we we didn't even change what the show was about. We changed the title because what the show was the, about had already changed. Because the show wasn't about mystery. anything. <laughs> and, and it isn't anymore either. But now we are honest about that. That's the yeah. difference. That and is also, the difference. But today's episode, we're going to go back to, like, the origins of the show. We are, yes. If you're an old World 1 Stage 1 listener, it's going to get a little bit retro gamey up in here. Yeah. But before we do, is there anything anyone wants to cover in our usual sort of games we've played, stuff we've seen, kind of, not roundup, but, you know, that thing we do. I finished... Oh, go go on. No, you go! I finished the Spider-Mans. Ah, I have yet to finish the Spider-Man. Uh, I had Alex around here, he just popped over for like a minute or two, just dropped something off, and he <clears throat> was sitting there having a chat, and it's like, it's all about the type of suits that they could have put into the game. It's like, oh, they could have done this, and da 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 He's like, yeah, 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 they could, maybe DLC, maybe da 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 Yeah, there's always an opportunity for DLC. Fully aware, was, he was fully aware of what happens at the end of the game, because well, I'm not. So. No, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say so. And uh, once I'd finished the game, I ended up messaging him going, oh, 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 you bastard. So did you suggest <laughs> something in particular that is in the game? It, it's, it's something, it's... Insomniac have gone very Marvel with the credits. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So is that part of where the whole rumor about the MGU comes from? Yes. Marvel Gaming Universe. Yeah, this this yeah. is a thing that's kicked off lately, is that given the success of the cinematic universe, there's rumors that if Spider-Man landed, which I it stuck the landing, oh. it might be kicking off a sort of unified universe of games. Which is an interesting concept. Hmm. As long as they're all on Spider-Man's level. Yeah, yeah. So if they can maintain yeah. the quality, bring it on. I mean, it's very much set up for a sequel, and like, bring it on. Like, oh my god. Cool. I'm looking forward to finishing it. Have you? Which act are you in? Um, I think I'm still in the second act. Have you gone to the raft yet? No. Right. So yeah, second act. Yes. 
You're in second. Yeah, I was thinking the only climactic thing that had really happened in my playthrough was the end of the first act. I'm yeah. just taking my time doing all of the unlockable stuff. I, I'm oh, not I, yeah. pushing the storyline quickly at all. I did. I did all of that, and and I oh, have yeah. to get in my you know my sort of four hours a day of Overwatch. Of course. So it's taking away from my Spidered Man time a little bit. <laughs> Spidered Man. <laughs> Deviled eggs and Spidered Man. Yep. Daredevil eggs. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, I I did all of the bits, did all the secret collectibles and all that kind of stuff. You got all the Riddler trophies. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, finished the game and I was like, right, bring on Black Cat and whatever else they decide to bring out DLC-wise. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Black Cat DLC and I haven't even finished the game yet. Mm. Just because Felicia's an awesome character. Have you done the Black Cat mission yet? Uh, yes, I. It's uh, as soon as it unlocked, I did it. I just <laughs> yeah. went and did it, from beginning to end in one go. <laughs> I used that suit for a long time. So did I. It's one of my favourite suits. And uh, only today I found out where that suit came from as well. Oh, where does it come from? Uh, it comes from a Deadpool comic where Deadpool kills Spidey and huh. brings him. And uh, brings him back to life somehow, and that's the suit he wears while in this comic. Interesting. I did not know that. No, neither did I. Hmm. It was like I watched a video basically on like the origins of all the costumes in the game. Oh, cool. Obviously, there's there's the ones of made by Insomniac for the game. Yeah, and then there's like here's the one from Fear itself, sort of things. So it's like oh, it explains what that suit is. And yeah, the Fear itself suit is. Interesting. It's not my favorite by any means, but it's no. it's a distinct look. It's an Asgardian armor. I'm like, oh yeah, oh that's cool. Um, the uh, my my favorite costume I was using by the end of the game was the Last Stand costume. Okay, because it says it's black jeans, black shoes, uh, Spider-Man red leather jacket, mm. gloves, and the mask. Yeah, I remember the look looked- from Last Stand. Yeah, and it's just really cool. And I was like, "What was the last stand?" And I was like, "Oh, he's three. Ah, it, is that not what we're talking about? Because literally, no. that's the only thing I'm aware of for the last stand. He is one of the many Parkers of the Spider Verse. Oh, yes. I was like, "Cool, I like that costume, so I'm gonna keep wearing that one." Yeah, it, it's having last week talked about, you know. The game without talking about story stuff. Yes. <laughs> and this week, talking about my thing on the game without talking about story stuff. If you've not, if you've got a PlayStation and you haven't got this game, go get it. It is very good. It really feels like a game that represents, um, and I feel like God of War is in this same category, mm. represents the fact that we've reached the, the shadow of the Colossus era of the PlayStation 4. You know, all of the developers are now very familiar with the hardware and can get the best out of it. And we're seeing a step up in the quality of what they can do with the PS4. Oh, yeah. and What an age to be alive. Yeah, they're really, really good-looking, well-playing games. I'm very happy that we've arrived at this point because my consoles have been sitting idle for a while and the PlayStation has revived itself somewhat. Yes. (laughs) Uh, no, this is um, this is not a re-record of our Spider-Man 
episode, Sprite. Don't worry, we will not be going much further with Spider Man tonight. Tonight we no no yeah we are just I, I, talking about what we've uh, been playing and seeing this week. Speaking of which, I have not played a Marvel game to completion this week, nor have I even watched a Marvel film, but I no. have watched a Marvel trailer. I watched that trailer today. A oh, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel trailer. Ooh. Oh, damn, that's looking good. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Oh, damn, you need to. Like, Okay, everyone everyone, hold up for a second <laughs> while I go. No, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll watch it after this episode. Uh, it's, uh, it's looking like it's exactly the film I wanted it to be. It's very Kelly Sue DeConnick. It's... Uh, it's the Jamie McKelvey suit, complete with the faux hawk helmet. I could yeah. not have been happier when that turned up on screen. Uh, it's firmly set in the 90s. Let's throw a blockbuster video into our third shot in the trailer <laughs> just to establish the time period. A um, friend of ours went to the Deadpool blockbuster. Oh, the thing. one in Shoreditch? Yeah, and she turned up. Uh, who turned up? Brie Larson. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Not through the ceiling, I hope. No. <laughs> so yeah, for those who are unaware, in Shoreditch in East London, uh, which is a trendy hipster spot where things like this will happen, uh, the old Blockbuster video has been reopened for a few days, and the only video you can get is Deadpool 2. <laughs> and if you happen yeah. to have your old Blockbuster video card, you get a limited edition version. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> which is pretty sweet. Yeah. But, uh, uh, it is... Uh... She turned up for the day, for the first day, sort of thing. Awesome! That's very, very um, cool. Which obviously makes sense from the trailer now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you've got um, Brie Larson looks amazing as Carol. I love it. Uh, you've got that mix of the cosmic with her Cree storyline and very much the Earthbound stuff. And I really dig seeing the digitally de-aged Samuel L. Jackson and Clark Gregg. Yeah. Running around as a younger Fury and Coulson. And two eyes. <laughs> so I can't wait for this film, uh, especially once I saw the poster uh, and mm. saw the rear quarter of a certain fluffy bastard wandering off the side of the screen. <gasps> Carol's cat Chewie is oh, right okay. there on like, the poster. I was going to try and make a funny about, like, I don't know, <gasps> Hulk! Because <laughs> he is well known he's, for being fluffy. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Rocket Raccoon, maybe? Yeah. yeah. I, thought, I kind of thought Rocket. For the no, thing. no, it's Chewy the Cat or the Flurkin. We don't know which version they're going to go with for this. The Flurkin. Oh, are you not familiar with the Flurkin? I am not. Right. For a long time, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, has had mm -hmm. a cat called Chewy. Right. Ornery, furry bastard. Um, and. Chewie went with her into space during one of the crossovers with the Guardians, and as soon as yeah. Rocket laid eyes on him, Rocket started freaking out that there was a Flurkin on board, that they were nothing but trouble, that um, you, know, you can't trust Flurkin, they're, they're awful, awful animals, and Carol's just defending him because he's Chewie, her beloved cat, obviously. Right. Until Chewie lays its eggs. It's clutch right. of a hundred eggs, which it then defends with the tentacles that fire out of his mouth. Um, so Chewie's a flurkin. Uh. It's it's a species much like Rocket Raccoon happens to look like a fuzzy animal from Earth. Uh, so do the flurkin. Right. 
Ooh, Jada Sprite asks, which is the best comic cat? Now that's... Ooh. Rally Vincent. I'm going to say Thor. Uh-huh. Ooh, ooh, which is an obscure um, Squirrel Girl reference. <laughs> uh, oh, shit, I've forgotten his name now. The, 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 the Red Lantern cat. Yeah, I was going to say that one. Oh, shit, what is his name? Oh, oh shit, it's I it's know the gone. one you mean, though. Yeah, no, hang on a minute. I know the best comic cat. Lying. Yes. Dex, Dexter. Dexter. Dexter yeah. is the Red Lantern, but Lying Cat actually is the best comics cat. That is true. Saga is an amazing comic in general. That is. Yes, anything else we want to cover before we get into the main bit? Well, I've not seen any movies recently, I think. No, I saw Mission Impossible uh, Fallout. I think that was the one that was out just now, recently. Have you noticed that Tom Cruise did a film called Oblivion, and now he's done a film called Fallout? <laughs> uh, I'm just waiting for Mission Impossible Skyrim. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and other Bethesda games, they've all gone out of my head. What the fuck has happened? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're doing well. Damn, you're doing I'm, well tonight, Kyrie. I'm on top <laughs> fucking form tonight. Um, anywho, uh, but mostly I've been playing video games because uh, I went out and bought a SNES Mini, and now I can't eat uh, this week. <laughs> I I didn't realize I was this poor. Um, but I, I've been playing my old SNES games, and we're going to talk about that later on. Um, but also, I found out I can stream things now. You see. Last I heard, you couldn't stream things. So, <laughs> right? care to expand upon what has happened between then, when you couldn't, and now, when apparently you can. I downloaded a different bit of software. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, so the one I was originally the one I was originally working with just kept coming up with black screens, and whenever I went to try and record something, it kept saying, "Oh no, sorry, you're you're like you don't have enough RAMs." And I was like, "I'm fairly certain I do." I'm fairly certain it's all absolutely fine this end. And like joked at all these tutorials and everything, and they were all saying, yeah, don't worry, it is fine. You just need to like close down this application and this application and so on. I was like, oh, okay, did that. Still didn't work. So I downloaded a different version of the same software, which <laughs> basically it's it's essentially the idiot proof version of that first bit of software. Right. And it works absolutely fine. Like no trouble whatsoever. Doesn't come up with any error messages. Records everything. So I've not I've not tried streaming with it yet, but I can record oh, video with that? it. What is that version? Uh, Streamlabs. Oh, Streamlabs OBS. Yeah, uh, that's actually what I use. Streamlabs oh, OBS is uh, actually a little bit more advanced than OBS because it's this? a fork of OBS with some extra features. It's just presented wow. in a slightly friendlier way. I thought it was idiot-proof because I was able to use it and I couldn't use the other one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you dug into the actual, the advanced settings on slobs, uh, you would find yourself able to fuck it up good and proper. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just copied over my settings from the from, from OBS into, into slobs. And then I tried just giving it a go and it was like, yeah, full shine, fine, this is, this is good, it all works. Cool, I'm very glad to hear it and I'm glad to hear we're both using Streamlabs. And Hooray, Zoe so might be can... as well soon, because we had issues on Monday night and have discovered that The Sims 2 does not play well uh, with Aww. Shadow Play. 
Uh, is this the thing where like it, when it crashes out, it just ends the whole stream? Uh, it's more the fact that it made it crash a lot. Hello. Yeah, it yeah. makes it crash. And you know, I tested going off lot and you know all the sort of things that made it crash during stream while I was replaying the sort of number of days that I the, lost. The lost days. The, I made everything <laughs> pretty much exactly happened the same. Except I remembered to randomize Beth's gender preference token, and Amy left the lot, and it didn't crash. So yeah, the problem wasn't with Sims Two; it was with trying to stream Sims Two, well, an ancient game. Certainly, with trying to stream it with Shadowplay, we don't know yeah. if it will play nicely with Streamlabs, Hopefully. but it's worth a go. It's worth a try yeah. because mm. yeah, if if it's not the you know if it's not Sims Two itself. You know, it's having trouble on an advanced operating system by its <laughs> standards because it's an old game. But that's the other thing I want to do is actually <laughs> yeah. put a Windows Seven <laughs> on installation this on this computer with the lighting and the camera, and so Zoe can do the streaming with the camera and make that happen. But I haven't had Yay. time for that yet. So yes, streaming is a thing we do here, and it's a thing I will also hopefully do soon with Yarl with doing horror. For for Spooktober, yes. Ooh. Uh, unless I can figure out how to get my wreck button thing working <laughs> and use the snares, and then I can do Clocktober. <laughs> God. Also, they they just they just get worse as time goes on. You you wait until I start playing Bloodlines next year for Vampire the March Scarade. I can't wait. I'm looking <laughs> forward to that a lot. Um, and Ari has said that. Uh, she definitely wants to play Quiplash and other Jackbox games with us. So we need to oh. arrange a time when we can all get together and do that. More yes. Jackbox, please. More Jackbox. Absolutely. So yeah. Uh, and that, So that's my other I will be doing streaming. Also, I am having a free weekend this weekend. So I could stream this weekend. <laughs> and do a splatter day if there's nothing already going on. I'm not aware of anything going on. Cool. So unless we want to capitalize on the free weekend by making it something that involves multiple people doing a thing, then by all means splatter day away. Is so yes? Yes. Mm. Cool, excellent. Alright, I will I will get as many horror games installed onto this laptop as I can. But yes, primarily I have been playing the 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 SNES Mini. Yes. Or or as I call it, the Segway Mini. <laughs> it has transitioned us nicely into the main bit. Hooray! <laughs> now, Simon. Yes. Do you remember 80,000 years ago when we started <laughs> podcasting together? Oh, what you mean 5 episodes ago? Like Jesus, it's, it's it's only just made it into triple digits, from what I remember. Uh, there, I don't, I don't, I don't listen to the show, so I don't know. There are one hundred episodes, I think, exactly of World One Stage One, uh, and there are now twenty episodes of Dangerously Unprepared. I want to say. Oh yes, because W1S1 got syndicated. Yes, as in the hundred episodes. <laughs> yes, we reached the hundred <laughs> episodes you need for American television syndication, which is interesting for an audio show, uh, <laughs> and then moved on to our next project. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, do you remember back in those days when when you wanted to play a retro video game, your options were pretty much limited to either still owning the old console or abandonware. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. And 
Do you remember how difficult it was in those days to find a legal way of playing an old retro game? Or expensive, if you, unless you had to find, like a, I don't know, like a, a car boot sale or a thing. Yes, your choices were either expending time or money to obtain the original, or possibly both, mm. or yeah. violating the law, which an awful lot of people did, because at the time, let's face it, ROMs websites were everywhere, and no one was really defending the copyright by making them take the ROMs down, so yeah. it was almost like the companies didn't really care about these very small digital files that they weren't selling legally and therefore making any profit off of anymore. It's almost like they were willing to let that slide a little bit. Yeah. Um, so basically, my thing now is like, man, how times have changed. Yeah, it's funny how those same companies now aren't letting that slide, actually. Uh, and those ROMs websites are facing sudden legal competition. It's almost as if these companies have realized they have a back catalogue of desirable properties that they can charge, frankly, far too much money for. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, now, indeed. I think we all... Well, Jack and I own a, a SNES Mini. I think you own a NES Mini as well, don't you? Me? No, I only got the one. Oh, okay, cool. Uh... And we would both agree that they are fantastic, but definitely expensive for, for what you're getting. They are definitely expensive. Yes. I I realize that this does not put me in the camp of the angels, but I own a <laughs> Raspberry Pi with emulators on it. Now, the Yay! emulators are completely legal, so that's all I'm going to admit is on there. <laughs> yes. And technically speaking, owning the Raspberry Pi is, is entirely legal. Correct. So Those things you're... are legal. Exactly. There you go. You haven't done anything wrong. And it may have other sundry data on that Raspberry Pi. Suntory data? Sundry. Sundried data? Sundried data, yes. Nice. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Um, From the Sainsbury's finest ROMs line. <laughs> not ROMs. No, I didn't say never, ROMs. Never ROMs. Tomatoes, <laughs> not ROMatoes. <laughs> I don't Ooh, know what actually. I'm saying now. From a, from a legal perspective, Simon. Yes, I, I have a question to ask you about ROMs and things. Imagine we're back on episode one <laughs> of World's One Stage One. So, if a video game was not released in, you know, the West trademark, yeah, um, and was not ever released in English, right, would it be illegal to have a ROM of that game? That was like you know fan translated into English. Mm. I mean, yeah, technically, yeah. But it's it's like the old ROM sites of old. Like, is it something that anyone's going to give a shit about? Is the question. It's yeah. Technically, yes, it's illegal. It's a violation of copyright. Just because they didn't release it here doesn't mean they don't hold a copyright on their own intellectual property, mm. uh, especially if it's been fan translated. Because then you're talking about a modified work, and if yeah. there was uh... any form of what can be classified as encryption, then that's reverse engineering, uh, which becomes a very shady area. The only sort of grey area where ROMs are semi-legal is if you actually own a copy of the game, because you are entitled to a digital backup of media you own. Uh, but it doesn't have to be a direct copy. You know, you don't have to rip that cartridge yourself. As long as yeah. it is a backup of the thing that you own, there's... A shady grey area you could go down, it's a digital backup of a file you own, that's fine. And that all came about with like CDs, you don't have to rip your own CD. Um, Amazon do a thing where you buy the CD and they give you access to the MP3 copy because it's your digital backup of the thing you own. I, I have several of those on my on my Amazon Music account thingy. Yeah. 
So it, it gets weird and funky in a grey area, but broadly speaking, all questions about the legality of ROMs come down to the same thing of, yeah, it's technically illegal, but eh, what are you going to do? Mm. I, I'm getting the weirdest sense of like 12 year deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> like I, yeah, because to be honest, none of the law has changed since we last talked about it. No. Oh, Jesus, I, I, seriously, I remember sitting in Rowan's old flat and we were talking about abandonware and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, um, oh, what was that website? There was, there was, oh, an abandonware site back in the, back in today. Oh, there were many. Oh, but there was the, oh, it's gone now, but they had like old, uh, advent, text adventure games and stuff like that mm-hmm. on there. Oh, that's going to, that's going to bug me. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will remember it and just yell out the name by the end of the episode, I'm sure. Did it have um, something to do with dogs or puppies? I seem to remember yes, there was something, something that. Something to do with dogs. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was gonna say uh, that, but then I was like, uh then I'm gonna sound mad. Uh, uh well I decided it? I would sound mad because I knew Excellent. <laughs> then we all are. It, it yes. It is it is definitely canine related. <laughs> We're getting weirder. We're getting weirder. <laughs> Okay, so early abandonware websites. Let's uh, home of the underdogs. Home of the underdogs. There that we go. was the one. Oh my god, I'm 18 again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we play. Yeah. Oh, oh. Funnily enough, what was our very first ever episode, Simon? I forget. It was, it was uh, another world, wasn't it? It was another world. It was, which is currently one of the free games on play, uh, PlayStation Plus. That is true. Yes, a remastered version thereof. Yeah, yeah. So, like retro games and whatnot, just sort of coming back into the fold, coming back into the uh, into popularity by dint of you know being made readily available for people. Mm. Legally. For money is an interesting yes. thing. Uh, Home of the Underdogs is still going. Oh, oh my god! Let me go there right. Okay, after the episode, <laughs> <laughs> I'm and just hey, clicking hey. around and I'm going action arcade by average rating. Wing Commander Privateer is the second highest game on the list. That's not bad. It's not illegal for me to visit that website. It's not, no. Therefore, me saying I'm going to visit that website <laughs> does not incriminate me. <laughs> Why do I get the feeling this is a, a refrain we're going to come through with many parts of this episode? So, yeah. And also, my God, what fucking nerds we are. We're like, Home of the Underdogs is the, is the website where we're like, it is not technically illegal for me to visit that particular <laughs> website. Well, I mean, that's the one we actually admit to on stream. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Other questionably legal websites <laughs> we may or may not frequent are yeah. best left to the imagination, I think. Absolutely. So, yeah, where do we, where do we, we I mean, we have actually like a, a big, like, essay title theme for the episode. Because, <laughs> like, we were trying to come up with an idea for an episode earlier, like, literally earlier this out this evening, because we the, are dangerously it, unprepared. In the way that we normally do this thing. Absolutely, yeah. 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 yeah, and and uh, I I was like I was ex- I think you were expecting like a joke answer or something like that, but it was just like uh, with the announcement of the PS Mini, the modern approach of games companies to legitimise and capitalise on retro nostalgia. See, I told that to Jen. Yeah, and she was like, "That's a great episode and a great dissertation." It kind of is. Like we're not going to go dissertation level with it, but it could be. 
Mm. Yeah, none. I mean, I I could, but like my my academic days are long behind me, <laughs> and even mm. when they were around me, I was not very academic. <laughs> Likewise, <laughs> hooray! Um, so where do we where do we start with this? I feel Fearless like leader. the the place to start is the virtual console. Oh, for, for the Nintendo. Yeah, I feel mm. like they're the ones who. I mean, we were talking about that. What inspired this was the SNES Mini and the NES Mini. I mean, what actually inspired it is the announcement of the PlayStation Mini. Yes. Yeah. But what we've got, and the reason that's happening, is the NES Mini and the SNES Mini, and well, Nintendo's attempt to profit off of their retro nostalgia sort of kicked off with the virtual console i feel well, yeah you've, you've got the thing that uh with with these that sega has been doing it for a lot longer oh that's true yeah because um yeah, Kyrie, you oh. had the little mega drive mini with ghouls and ghosts on oh my god that had like three games on it yeah no but... two two but it was the same concept, just ab- at a smaller, smaller scale. It absolutely was. It was battery powered and everything. <laughs> wow. I also have a feeling that wasn't even official. I imagine it would have to have been licensed at the very least. I don't know. I bought it in a map. Not even in a, no. I bought it in a maplin, like in a bucket, at the at the end of a gondola in maplin. <laughs> uh, like I said, licensed. It's a different thing. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking more along the lines of like the Sega Mega Collections. Those two. Yeah, that was yeah. definitely a thing. Um, now, see, this is the where I get really confused with like the Mini. Because I, I, I remember looking at the PlayStation Mini and like it's it, the Mini. Sorry. The, the lineup that they've announced so far to it. Mm. And it made me just think hang on a minute. Like, pretty much everything that you could throw at a PlayStation Mini, like the, the top ranked PlayStation games and so on, right? Mm. Are either. All already available, like remastered for the PlayStation Four. Yeah, or they're on Steam. Yeah, or both. In the case of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, or you can get them for the PlayStation Vita as part of the PlayStation uh, Classics Collection. Mm. So again, including Final Fantasy VII, there's like eight different ways you can play Final Fantasy VII legally now. It's coming out on the Xbox. Yeah. Next year. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like five five years ago, it was a big part of the whole like nostalgia. Oh man, I've got to find like a gotta go to eBay and find a, a copy of the, the, the disc and all that sort of stuff. But now it's like, yeah, there's it's the new Doom. There is no machine, console, or gadget that cannot run Final Fantasy VII <laughs> legally, <laughs> legally these days for an incredibly marked up price. Um so I'm wondering about like with the with the PlayStation Mini, is it even even sort of looking outside of the price issue with the, the SNES and the NES Mini. Is it even worth it when you could just get those games on consoles that you already will own? It depends on what the other titles are going to be. Because there might be some titles on it, much like with the Mini SNES, that were never released outside of... It just takes one Star Fox 2 to make it an, a worthwhile purchase for some people. Yeah. Sweet. Jesus, is Star Fox too good? <laughs> well, there you go. Oh my God, it's good. <laughs> and then, so you know, there's there's some classic RPGs and whatnot that were never released in the in Europe. They were only released mm. in Japan and the States. There are some platformers that were never released in the US. 
there's lots of things like that that could be put into this that makes it good for everyone. And then you've got the guys who have, who, you know, the, the, the next you know, the generation after us who never played PlayStation games. You know, mm. they've always, they've been on the, the 360 or the one and up, you know, ongoing. Yeah. They, they haven't ever played that far back in any way or form. So this would be their way to go. People used to play games that look like this. And I think it's it's weird, but like I'm gonna feel like the SNES games are gonna have aged a lot better than PlayStation. Um, Weirdly, yeah. Like um, yeah. SNES is the the top end of the purely 2D console era. Yeah. So mm. those games still look like top end 2D games. As much as yeah. stuff like Shovel Knight has come along and and done and Cuphead has done the sort of modern high-def 2D game, mm. your expectations are set by a console like the SNES. And the PlayStation is the first teetering baby steps of Spider-Man on PS4. So your expectations are set by what you just got done playing, and you sit down in front of a PlayStation game and go, oh, Oh no! Oh, oh dear! Oh, because I, I, <laughs> I didn't remember it being like that. I have fond memories of Tekken Three, but I feel like it's not going to have aged yeah. well. I'll probably have as much fun playing Wipeout as I ever did. Oh, oh yeah! Like there are some games that are just timeless, but filling twenty that will yeah. have aged well <laughs> from that era. I mean, <laughs> thing is, like, I can li- I can list off. 20 games that could be on there but yeah whether they would have aged well is nothing mm, that's yeah. the other thing, thing like, yeah with with the with the massive back catalog of the original playstation mm. like it's not, it's not quite as vast as the playstation 2 or anything like that but like with the vast catalog of the playstation it's gonna be really weird to just see which 20 they pick because the snes had not not a limited catalog but if you're gonna go for like 20 games that everyone is going to want it it gets a lot easier to kind of like uh fill out that list. Um, I think the only things it's really missing are Chrono Trigger and uh, Ninja Turtles. Mario All-Stars. Uh, t- t- time. Well, yeah, you've got... You, yeah, there's Mario All-Stars, but like, if you've got Super Mario World and Super Mario World 2, you don't really need All-Stars. Well, that would give you the entire Mario collection, though. Ah, just buy a NES Mini, you, you cheap motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll get Mario 1, 2, and 3. Um... But yeah, like, uh, PlayStation, I mean, I'm trying to think what games they put, because they've announced, what, Final Fantasy VII, Ridge Racer... Four. Uh, Ridge Ra- oh, wow, okay. Um, uh, Wild Arms. Wild Arms, yeah, which is, I actually have on the Vita, on the aforementioned PS yeah. Classics uh, thing. Um, and Jumping Flash, which I've never fucking heard I of. I played so I don't- that back in the day. It's a first-person platformer game. Like Mirror's Edge? Kind of, yeah. But- okay. Nowhere near as good. I was going to say, Edge. not not like Mirror's <laughs> no, Edge. No. Basically, you play. Um, you, you piloted a giant rabbit mech. And you jumped around the stage in first person. I, I love it already. I'm, <laughs> it I'm, was quite good for, for all that era. It was one of the, the games... original like release titles. Oh wow! Okay. See, all the games I'm thinking of that I would want to have on there are probably not going to make the cut. Like Nightmare Creatures. 
Uh, Silent Hill. Resident the original Evil. Silent Hill. I I can I I'm going to assume the original Silent Hill and Resident Evil won't be on there simply because of age certificate rating things. That's true. They haven't. Given I, a rating I imagine they want it to be a PG at most yeah. for the, yeah. the bundle. So no, I would no Silent Hill, no Resident Evil, no, no Graf- Nightmare Creatures, no Grand Theft, no Grand Theft Auto, which is like um, one of the PlayStation games. Yeah, probably um, no MDK. Which was uh, oh, wow, yeah. very much one of the games that sticks in my mind from the era. No Mortal Kombat trilogy. Um, so yeah, what, I mean, what was the other one that was really <clears throat> bugging me? I was like, oh man, I want to play that one again. See, wish list stuff, people have listed stuff like um, Cool Borders, Tony Hawk. Oh, oh yes, Tony Hawk, yes. Yeah. Uh, Cypher Filter, Abe, yeah. Uh, Medieval. Oh, see, I actually, you know what? As we're talking about like the the links people might go to for nostalgia, I did in fact go on eBay and buy a PlayStation One copy of Medieval just to play that again a few <laughs> years back. So if that turns up on the fucking I love that PS game. Mini, I'm going to be really upset. <clears throat> that was my first PSP game. The re the reboot made. Oh, it's such it's such a fun little game with some great it's music great. and ri- yeah. so much character to it. Um, Castlevania. Symphony of the Night was one of the de facto PlayStation that, titles. See, I, oh, yeah. mm, I bet one of the Tomb Raiders is going to make it as well. Yeah, yeah. Even if, ooh, yeah, the thing is, Tomb Raider had... and Tony Hawk's are both a case of, I think I'd rather have the second game. Yeah. yeah. You know, or maybe even well, the think, third. Yeah, because I mean, Tomb Raider, there were four of them on the PlayStation. I think there were four Tony Hawk's on the PlayStation. Yeah. No, uh, f- <clears throat> there's three on the PlayStation. Yeah, four was, Tony Hawk's four was on the PS2. That's when you got like underground and American wasteland, all that kind of stuff. Are you sure? I'm pretty I, sure Tony Hawk's Four got a PlayStation release. Maybe I, I'm remembering them mostly by their soundtracks. But then, um, yep, it was one of those cross generation games. It was released on ooh. the PlayStation and the PlayStation Two. Yeah. Wow, I bet it looked fantastic on the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bet it looked at least as good as Tony Hawk's Three. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the other ones on the wishlist and stuff like Croc. Uh, <gasps> Legend of the Gobbos! Yeah. Oh. Dino Crisis, Spyro, Crash, Crash Team yeah. Racing. Oh, Spyro's Crisis- gotta be there, surely. Uh, yeah, because they've just redone the, like, the, the, the super updated mm. and comes out. Spyro generation, was in contention for being like a mascot for the PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Along with Crash and Parappa the, <gasps> Parappa the Rapper! Yes, that's gotta, yes. That's gotta be there. Yeah, uh, I think Dino Crisis will have the same problem as yeah. Resident Evil because it's just Resident Evil. You just replace zombies with dinosaurs. Um, Soul Reaver, Tenchu. Give me Smackdown 2, know your role. <gasps> yeah! <laughs> I, was just thinking, I was just thinking of of the Smackdown games and Roy's War or Attitude or whatever it was called, yep. the, the, the first one on the PlayStation. Um, <clears throat> again, yeah, Soul Reaver probably won't because of age issues. And um, what was the other one you mentioned, Jack? Tenchu. Yeah, no chance for Tenchu. <laughs> what do you think the odds are of Wu-Tang Shaolin style getting on there? Oh, Chase uh, <laughs> the Pain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Oh, mm. Again, like, it would be fantastic to see it on there, like, because you can't play the original Metal Gear Solid. No. Anywhere, unless you, you buy, a- like, the, the weird anniversary edition that is Japanese only. Or you still own an original PlayStation, an original PlayStation, or you play the Vita version, which is all you know, shrunk down to a tiny screen. Mm. Um, That's actually so, before we get too far away from the comment. 
uh, thing I learned the other day. It was the same company that made Wu Tang Taste the Pain made the TNA Impact games. No, yeah, it's the same guys. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Games plural. Oh uh, well, game, but it was released on multiple consoles. So oh, okay, yeah. you scared the shit out of me. No, there they, no, they never made a TNA Impact Two. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Do you, remember, do you remember the weirdest thing about TNA Impact was the, the, the player character? Do you remember this one, Simon? I don't. So the, the, the player character in the storyline mode for TNA Impact yeah. was, sui- was Suicide. The, the all-in red... Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember uh, Suicide. Luch- luchador Zentai suit, right? But you were aware that Suicide turned up in TNA, the TV show, yes. right? And they just essentially had to play it off as though the video game character had come to life and was wandering around Universal Studios, uh, just got a wrestling contract. <laughs> well, he's he's come out of our video game. I, I guess we owe him a, a contract. Is that the weirdest wrestling gimmick? I don't know. Like, there have been a lot of really weird gimmicks. I'm, I'm not sure if it's weirder than the gobbledygooker. That's true. And that that suicide went on to be someone. But the second suicide turned out to be T.J. Perkins, or he may in fact have been the third suicide. I'm not entirely oh, sure. Suicide was yeah, well, um, Kazarian at first. He was. Oh, I was Kazarian at first. He was definitely T.J. Perkins later it, on it down was, the line. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was when he returned after he uh, went off the air for a while. Yes, he returned slightly thinner and shorter and more T.J. Perkins shaped. <laughs> yes. Ah. <laughs> uh. Not the not the best return of a a character going into a masked one when Christopher Daniels got released. Sorry, did he get fired and then he came, then he came back as Curry Man? Yes, he also came back as Suicide. Uh, Christopher Daniels also played Suicide for a little bit. For sake, <laughs> right? You got to be off TV for a bit. Put on the Suicide suit. Can we wear a slightly different <laughs> suits? No, you're going to wear the same suit the last guy was wearing. Can we at least wash it before I put on? No, no one will believe it otherwise. Oh. <laughs> Anywho, um, so yeah, that's our mutant wish listing for the PlayStation Mini. I've got a couple of my own. Well, here's my mutant wish listing for PlayStation 1 games. Let me fucking play the PlayStation 1 games I bought on my PlayStation 3 on my PlayStation 4, you fuckers. Yeah, that too. Oh, wow, yeah. Like, before you go ahead and release the PS1 Mini, how about you just let me play the games I fucking bought from you? Yeah. Sorry, Angry Tron. Wait, hang on. So, you own those games, right? Well, this is the thing. No, because of the way no. modern digital software sales work, I had a license to the oh. uh, software. I did not own it. Shit. Just like you do not, in fact, own anything in your Steam library or any of your PlayStation downloads or Xbox downloads or any of that or Origin downloads. Uh, you have a license to use them, and that license is open to renegotiation. With or without your consent. Mm. Shit. Uh, And and of course, the the bounds of the license that I actually paid for only entitled me to use it on the PlayStation 3. Uh, It's a common decency to expect that to carry over, but as we've all seen from Nintendo, of course, if you have any eShop purchases on a a DS, don't necessarily expect to have them on the 3DS. Mm. Uh, And uh, equally Wii to Wii U, although you could transfer if you had both 
devices in the same room and stuff, but yeah. you know, they, they are a good example of where, well, it's a license, there are limitations to the license, don't expect to be able to carry everything over. Uh, but I would quite like to carry over a license for the games I had on the PlayStation 3 onto the PlayStation 4, but it, Sony yeah, have other nice. ideas, I guess. You know what I would also like from Sony? I would like, you know how you can, you can stream uh, your PlayStation 4 uh, to your Vita? Yes. yes. You, you can basically, so you can play your PlayStation 4 games on the move. You can. Do you know what would be, you know be great? Streaming your Vita through your PS4 <laughs> so that you can play your Vita games on the big screen. I'm amazed you can't do that. Yeah, so am I. I am yeah. genuinely surprised you can't do that. That seems it's, obvious to me. It's 48 years after the release of the Vita. My maths isn't particularly great. And we still can't do that. You have to buy a separate PlayStation Vita TV. So, wait, you can stream it to the PS TV, but you can't stream it to the PlayStation. It, is it the PS TV? It's, it's like a little... It's essentially a Vita that plugs into your yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you can do that, but you can't run it through your PS4. That is dumb. But you can run it the other way. It's HDMI out, not HDMI in, or whatever, as I found when trying to stream stuff into my laptop. But it doesn't. It only goes outwards. That is super dumb. Yeah. I love Sony sometimes. Not all the times. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> You're up. Like they, made, they made the best handheld, then they didn't advertise it. And now they're scrapping it because no one bought it. Like PlayStation Four, definitely the best console of this generation. Uh, yeah, not counting the Switch because the Switch lives in this weird, not quite handheld, not quite console territory. It's it, the Switch is it's the best device thing. in its category. Also, the Switch is of the next generation, isn't it? Well, I don't know. They keep they keep they keep doing stuff early. So technically, the PS Four, the PS Four, the Xbox One, and the Wii U were all the same generation. Yeah, the but Switch I feel like the, the Switch and the Wii U iteration. were also in the same generation. They just had a very rapid turnaround within the generation. Uh, Nintendo is one of those weird families where, like, someone has children really late and yeah, really early, it. so that you you end yeah. up going into school and your your aunt or your uncle is actually two years below you in school. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, and and your big sister is everyone is the person they will assume is your aunt because of the age difference. They're they're that family. Yes, and she and she's actually teaching at school. <laughs> uh, but yes, between the Xbox and the PlayStation, PlayStation is definitely best. I have a Sony TV. I have a Sony sound system hooked up to my Sony TV to play my Sony PlayStation on all of that. But there are times when Sony really make me annoyed. <laughs> yeah, make you mad. Make me mad. My old. Um, my old. So yeah, mostly I'm just looking at it going, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. So I'm now looking to, that's, oh, that'll be out just in time for Christmas with the PlayStation Mini. Yep. So uh, so Nintendo, when's uh, when's that N64 Mini coming? <laughs> Soon. Funny you should say that. Funny you should say that. There, there are tech insiders are going, it's going to happen. It's, it is a foregone conclusion. Yep. I just want it now. Like, I understand it's going to happen, but... It's not happening right this second. I do not following in my living room. Following Nintendo's history, they've always announced the they've announced the classics at E3. Ah. So people were expecting them to announce it at this year's. But 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 Jack, you you don't understand. That means I can't have it by Christmas this year. (laughs) That is wholly unacceptable. I know. I'm going to have to play PlayStation Mini like a fucking caveman. 
I already owned a PlayStation. I didn't own an N64. My little brother owns the N64 and I wasn't allowed to play because he'd beat me up if I tried. <laughs> huh. Right. It's it's funny, but he, he did once come at me with a knife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this rant is not one I claim to own exclusive rights to by any means. Uh, I know that there is a crossover between our audience and the audience of Jim fucking Sterling's son, and I know he has made the exact same point. Um, and that is the fact that all of these uh, minis are yeah. are shameless, shameless repackaging and extortionate pricing of ROM files, which are tiny bits of data, negligible bits of data for hardware that has long since aged out of being in any way relevant. And certain companies, Nintendo being the most egregious of these, have no excuse doing this, oh, here's 20, and you'll pay oh, a yeah. ridiculous amount of money for it, when what mm. they should be doing is saying, here is the Switch. The Switch is fucking incredible, and we are going to charge you for an online service. But, on the upside, if you pay that 20 bucks a year, or hell, make it a little bit more expensive if you were to offer this incentive, we basically turn it into a Netflix for a classic Nintendo games and Nintendflix. Yeah, Nintendflix. And you have the NES library, the SNES library. The hosting costs are negligible. The download speeds are negligible. These are tiny files. You could fill your fucking switch with hundreds of games and it would cost them fucking nothing. And it would make the value of your $20 Nintendo live subscription like feel really generous. You'd see this yeah. huge catalogue of games. You'd never have time to play them all. Whereas what they're doing... Up until doing, the Switch 2 comes out. Up until the Switch 2 comes out. Uh, but what they're doing, their whole sort of, here's four NES games. You can play them for a bit. All right, we're taking them away now. Here's another couple. Uh, it doesn't feel generous. Mm. And uh, frankly, it feels like a riff-off. And it's bullshit. So I'm not saying, going back to what I was saying at the top of this episode, I'm not saying I advocate ROMs. But at least they're but I'm going to mention they exist over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and emulators are really good. And, and in the case of certain games that are not available on either the, uh, the SNES Mini, the NES Mini, or on the Nintendo eStore, you're not depriving anyone of money because it's not a readily available product. No, absolutely. There is very much an argument. If there's no legal way to obtain something, then abandonware is the only way to obtain it. Uh, and yeah. at that point, I saw someone tweet the other day, anyone who pirates a game that there is no legal mechanism to obtain is a fucking archivist. And, and hmm. I kind of agree with that statement. It's it's something that uh, I've been having discussions here a lot recently because of like the nature of uh, it, in this house we consume a lot of of Japanese and Korean. You media, don't say, yeah. Um, and given the nature of Japan's copyright laws, uh, it, you know, insert the fucking I don't know some sort of circus <laughs> music here. Yep. Um, it's almost impossible to legally obtain certain sorts of Japanese media, whether they be uh, games or anime or anything. Um, Simply because and the weirdest one is music videos, mm. like YouTube. You, you you see a music video up on YouTube, and every single country around the world has pretty much the same thing. Where if they're you know a pop band or a rock band or whatever it is from that 
country releases a music video, it goes up onto YouTube on their like official channel, what yeah. have you. Japan, no such luck. They will, they will like take down anything that goes up there because no, it's Japanese media. It is only for this country. It does not leave this country. Like, but this is also the land of you know, Dojin and stuff like that, where where people are profiting off of the media that you're creating by like making fan parodies and stuff like that and selling it in shops. And no one does anything about that. Yeah. Whereas people that's would like that's to. That's legal. Well, that's the thing, right? But that's, but the person who gets money for that is the fan creator, which is great. I'm 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 happy that yeah, the you know, artist put the hard work in. That's fantastic. But the original creator of the content, the original creator of the 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 source material, sees no money from As that. As we know, in in if, outside of Japan, if you want to make money off of a fan creation like that, you have to file the serial numbers off, change the names, and call it Twilight. <laughs> but the. The thing is that if you then, if the original source creators were to make that stuff readily available out there to buy and se- to, to to buy, there'd be shitloads of money in that. Yeah, there is a weird sense with Japan that they'd like rather not make money from the rest of the world than share with the rest of the world. That was that was an yeah. exciting little drum beat. It was. <laughs> someone was about to stand on like a soapbox or something there for a second. Sorry, it's all right. Um, but yeah, I always, I've always described it as like, it's like trying to start a bank with chocolate coins. Like, you're sort of telling them, no, you, that's not how this works. You, these aren't worth anything. And they go, yes, they're not worth anything, but you can't have them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, In which case, if there is a demand for them and a limited supply and someone has control of that supply, there is actually value. Yeah, but th- well, this is the point. It's like someone saying, I will happily give you real money for your chocolate coins. <laughs> And and the the person who represents Japan here is saying no. I'm going to put my chocolate coins in a pile where no one can have them, in the hopes that they will gain uh, what's the word interest. Like that's it's not going. Or they to. just don't want foreigners to have their chocolate coins. This is Japan. Very very possible. Very possible. I know this is entirely entitled Gaijin Kairi saying, <laughs> but I want all this stuff. <laughs> like I recognise that entirely. It's just, my God, it's, it's 2018. There are ways in which Japan seems very far ahead of us and ways in which they seem strangely behind. Like still using fax machines. This is one of the strangely behinds. Yeah. yeah. The interesting thing about the files on the SNES Mini is they're just ROMs. They are, <laughs> they are just ROMs. It's an emulator. Actually, they are actually the Wii U Virtual Console. Files. Yeah, which were just ROMs. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting it's thing like, about the Wii U. If you had a certain software mod, you could just copy whatever ROM files up there you wanted with the virtual console naming convention and play them in the virtual console, which is my proof why they should just fucking do it. It's not like they need to do any work to convert ROMs into a format that's compatible. They've just made emulators. I, I could I could say this right now. It's like hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, if you wanted to play Clock Tower on your SNES Mini, yeah. <laughs> hypothetically speaking, if something like hacking a mini console to allow it to play ROMs of was, Clock Tower was easy enough, that hypothetically someone as technologically inept <laughs> as I was able to do it, then really the sort of Manpower involved in doing it legally, like having a company do it 
and, and make it available to people would take less than five minutes. Yes. And they can't claim it's hard to find the library, because I tell you what, I managed it. <laughs> Just Google. Also, you work for the company. You, like, it's, like, it's Honestly, the Pirate Bay may actually have a better organised collection of Nintendo ROMs than Nintendo do. It's it, but the point is you could just you know if someone says we can't find the catalog there you just go to them and go, it's not even your dad works for Nintendo, <laughs> you work for Nintendo. Ah, uh, we we <sighs> I mean I don't know if it's just me but I'm I'm certainly sounding like a very 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 uh, uh what's the word I was gonna say incentivized that's not the word I'm looking for uh, very. Fan, something fan. Nothing pleases me. I demand everything. Simon, help me with words. Asshole. Yes, I am a very <laughs> asshole fan. Entitled, demanding. Entitled. That's the word. There we go. <laughs> oh, I forget words sometimes. It's hilarious, and in no way terrifying. <laughs> And it's not the onset of anything in early age, don't it's, worry. It's, it's really... Uh, I, have a th- I have had thoughts about that. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so, yeah, like, we've, I've been doing a lot of ranting. I do apologise about stuff <laughs> that I'm... It's been a strangely ranty episode, actually, considering we're talking about old games that are great. Yeah, and we'll, I'm very, very happy with the current situation. But we are but, talking about companies needlessly exploiting this dragon's horde of chocolate coins yeah. to really mix some metaphors together. Let's, let's throw in the grasshopper sandwich as well while we're at it, shall we? <laughs> well, we'll throw in the grasshopper sandwich if the bees can take it. Ooh, wait, what? The internet bees. Ew, oh my god, we're throwing back all the old... Yeah. The old... The, old, the, the bees uh, that ran out a lot of the time. Remember? So yeah. They carried the internet. You had, yes. You had to write the internet on red, cray- red crayon. Yes. <laughs> Carry it to another house. Oh, Troy. Oh. I'm, I, I was going to say I miss the olden days, but in the olden days, we couldn't legally, you know, purchase old retro games, which back then was what our show was about, was old retro games. That is true. And now you can, just for extortionate prices. Yeah, but luckily everyone in the world is rich now because we live in the future. Like I will say this is actually one area where I think Sega have weirdly been slightly ahead. Like they've been exploiting their retro catalog for a lot longer. Yeah. But if you look at like their license Genesis 80 game, you know, uh toy store consoles, yeah. mm. then price per ROM, they're a lot more reasonable than Nintendo are. Yeah, Christ, Sega nowadays give away their classic games for free on smart devices. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, some of the remastered collections are more expensive than is justified for what you're getting. Yeah, but uh, they will at least be a little bit more generous with their shit than uh, it, Nintendo most- or Sony. Because they're just like, well, you know what? We're just going to wait for that sweet, sweet Shenmue money kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I genuinely think part of it is like, it's not like there's any point in them retaining anything for console exclusivity anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, what? It, wow. Yeah. The, the only 
game series I can think of there that's exclusive at the moment is Yakuza. And that's not exclusive to their consoles. No. (laughs) (laughs) And even that's been re-released because Kiwami. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm playing on the PC. That's not a Sony or Sega console. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine like going back in time to to 1947 and talking to <laughs> talking to us recording episode zero of World One Stage One and and telling them like the stuff that's available now legally in shops to buy in terms of retro video games? What do you reckon they'd say? I think they'd say very different things because they were very different people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I think Simon of long ago would have gone, huh, neat, makes sense. Oh, that's slightly less exciting yeah. than... I'm, yeah. I'm not that thrilling and exciting a reactionary person, I'm afraid. I would have just oh. gone, huh, neat, yeah. I, to be fair, I, th- I, think, I think me of a long time ago would have had some, some questions for myself of now, but they probably wouldn't have anything to do with the video games. <laughs> I mean, I can say the same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I would have been to... more impressed that time travel existed. <laughs> that that, that would have tra- been the mind blowing bit, and that someone trusted us with it, <laughs> <laughs> and that our use was this mundane. <laughs> and then we're just like, and then we'd look at each other, and then we'd look at us from the future, and be like, and also, who's this guy? <laughs> no, wait, Jack. We, I knew you then, didn't I? No! Yes? <laughs> no! I did know you then! Is your friendship older or younger than the podcast? 2007. Yes? Yes. Yes. Awesome. I had met Jenna earlier than that. Yes. <laughs> yes, because Jen got me into the podcast. Oh! Yeah. And so you were a fan, and then we made your dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so good to our fans. Well, you know. Yeah, yep, we time, never leave them for prolonged periods of time. Oh, I was going to say, at, we will at the be- time, there was that extended hiatus, and yeah. it was like, you two were like, let's get back into this. And no one else was available. <laughs> I was like, I'll do it. Don't put, don't put yourself <laughs> down like that. Oh, that's, no, that's not the tale. That's, that's, no, not, but that's no. not how it works. You were, you were easily like the fifth person down on the list. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, know. I, I am joking. I'm so sorry. That was, <laughs> like, that was a complete joke, but like, I realized that it's like worded in such a way that sounded really serious and horrible. <laughs> um, no, it was one of those things. I was a fan of the show. You're a real success story. We should we should use you as like marketing material. And then you know I got into the show, and then I cemented my spot when I fell asleep. Yes, yes we that gave, made we you gave, a legend. We gave you that tryout. We put you on the casting couch, and you know the rest is history. Um, the uh, I've forgotten exactly what I was going to. T- oh yes, that long hiatus that we went on. I promise our our, our listener that. I would promise both our listeners that like we will at some point do the 
retrospective episode of what we've been up to and what life has been doing to us. I could have sworn you were going to say, I promise both our listeners, we will do that again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that too. I, and longer I, I and was, more intense. I was expecting you to say, you expect, I, you know, I, I am confirming to our listeners that I will do the path. Yes. Oh, that too. That too. Possibly this weekend for the stream. Who knows? Um, but yes, we will do a retrospective on what's going on. It's just we need all four of us yeah. to work. Yeah, the God. show suggestion was the four of you are back together, so how have your lives changed? And there is so much to talk about, but the four of us are not together. No. <laughs> not through lack of trying. No. Not, oh well, not God, for lack we of three of us trying. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, 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 I never try anything ever. It's yeah, it meant Rob, like he failing. booked the day off and everything. Yeah. No, not you. I wasn't including oh, you, you in that list. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I'm probably going to get one on PlayStations eventually. Oh, a PlayStation? I thought you meant a Rob. Like, <laughs> uh, PlayStation Mini? Yeah, probably eventually, because... I'm going to wait and see what the other titles are going to be. And if there's particular titles on there that I can't get anywhere else, I'll probably end up getting it, if anything, for Eevee to use. Oh, tell you what, this is the first one that even has a chance of tempting me. If there is a copy, Tony Hawk, Pro Skater 3 specifically, with the original soundtrack, Okay. Ooh. And a decent controller that is just easy to plug and play. That's a sale at pretty much any price. Well, if you look at the especially contro- if it also has wipeout. If you look at the controllers, oh, it's, then it's going to have wipeout. If you look at the controllers, they're not analog sticks. It's the original, the original, original controllers. Wow. No analog. Yeah. No big chunky buttons. Tank controls. Yeah. Oh, that's going to suck for both wipeout and Tony Hawk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But you're going to do it like we did, the poor kids. Well, like I did. I had a PlayStation. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot. I'm not older than you. <laughs> so, no, by quite a margin. It's so weird because at work I'm the oldest. <laughs> I had a PlayStation when I was at university. Okay, now you're making me feel weird because, like, yeah, PlayStation was like my first proper, proper console we got. Because, like, we had a Mega Drive, but I don't remember us ever buying it. It was just in the house, so I assume it's older than me, which is not the case, because I predate the Mega Drive, so that can't possibly be the case. We had a Master System! Well, that is older than you. So that must have been there before me. Did my mother buy a Master System before she had a baby? On the off chance that... Because she ain't a gamer. On the off chance that she would have a child that she knew would become a gaming prodigy? If so, she must be so disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, yes, but nothing to do with the gaming side of things. (laughs) If so, where is this Uh, child? I... Right. I saw an old Farside cartoon. Right. That someone pulled out. A what? Farside. Farside. Gary Larson's Far Side. Are you familiar? The the like Michael Crichton show. No, no, not Michael Crichton. Something Crichton. No, no, that's Farscape. Oh, okay, sorry. Far Side are just the Gary Larson cartoons, usually single panel. Um, the the um, the Tail Commander. No, 
I know who you're on about. Gary Larson is not a Tau commander. No, no, Farside. <laughs> Farside. Oh. There's lots of comics with, like, cows getting one over on the uh, farmers, and also, like, a few very well-known ones, like the kid leaning on the pull door to the gifted school. Oh yeah! There we go. My my aunt got me that same birthday card every year, five <laughs> years in a row. <laughs> oh, that's an unsubtle message. Um, wow! <laughs> but yeah, it was an old comic of his from the nineties, and it was of two proud parents like looking at their kid playing the Nintendo, and they had sort of an imagination bubble with the lines going to each of them, and they were both sort of imagining the the help wanted ads of the future uh, looking for gifted video game players and, you know, imagining him being a successful professional video game player. And it was meant to be uh, a joke about how stupid that was. And now I'm sitting here looking at the million dollar overwatch league and the fact that newspapers don't exist and thinking, (laughs) wow, Gary, you, you missed the mark on that one, didn't you? Well, that's embarrassing. (laughs) You know what we should do once we've gone and spoken to ourselves from episode zero is we should go back to the 90s (laughs) and tell him, no, let's not tell him. Yeah, let's not. That's the plan. That's the plan. We're going to go back in time (laughs) and we're not going to go and tell Gary Darkseid that his his comics are not prophetic and are in fact, no, they are prophetic, but he should listen to them. He is his own Cassandra. He's not listening to his own prophecy. <laughs> and there you go, uh, listeners. If no one goes back in time and doesn't tell Gary Larson to change his comics, you'll know it's worked. Yay. <laughs> what? Huh? Jack, save us. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's the I opposite of what I was after. I can't, that was such, I can't that was such an listen. honest that was such an honest and forthright what I swear to god you just weren't listening. <laughs> I and I wouldn't have blamed you. I can't save you from this loop. No, I don't think you can. A white hole? No, no, we're not doing that. Okay. A white hole. If we were so top five going back in time destinations. <laughs> Let's not do that. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the past couple of years, the, the, since the Nintendo, the NES classic came out, yeah, the re-release of the plug and play devices sort of thing, the, 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 the joystick with Pac-Man built into it, all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. yeah, yeah. Uh, the resurgence of all those came about because of Thing of people because of the Nintendo bringing this out, and it's just it. They made you could find everyone was taking these classic games and making a way for you to use it, whether you wanted it or not. <laughs> I'm curious whether the uh, the Sony PlayStation Mini will have controller cables of a reasonable length or not. That was a problem with the NES Mini. The same problem yeah. with the SNES Mini. The SNES Mini's the controllers aren't particularly long, and the HDMI cable isn't particularly long. But the fucking power cable is like a million miles long. 
but it doesn't come with a power adapter. You just got to—it's a USB. You got to plug it into the. You either got to have a plug with a USB on it, which I guess all technologically minded people will already have, uh, or if you're me, you plug it into your laptop. I have a power strip that actually has a couple of USB ports on it, as long uh, alongside the plug sockets. Well, we can't all live in a colony on the moon. My, my <laughs> SNES, my SNES is, is plugged into my TV directly. Oh yeah, because uh, some TVs have USB outs, which, yeah. whilst they're there for reading media, also carry power. Yeah. I, I've used the same thing to power a Raspberry Pi when I've been desperate. Although it's not the best way to power a Raspberry Pi, no. especially if you want to have like Wi-Fi running on the Pi. It works just well <laughs> enough Pi. for the SNES Mini. It gives it enough power so that away you go. Well, now I feel like some kind of fucking caveman sitting here <laughs> bashing rocks together in the hopes that I might one day be able to emulate fucking Bomberman or something. Like <gasps> Bomberman! That's what needs to be on the PlayStation Mini. Get it on the SNES. Yeah, well, yes, but I already have that. So I you can't... can currently enjoy Bomberman. This seems like hey, a well, lack of complaint. But it won't cost me £90. <laughs> All right, here's what we need on the PlayStation Mini. Final Fantasy VII, it's already on there. Yep. So, Final Fantasy VIII, yep. Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> <laughs> and then we do a PlayStation 2 Mini. If you do, if you Tony Hawk's that... Pro Skater, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. Tomb Raider 1, 2, 3, Last Revelation. <laughs> That's Star Wars, Masters of Terry Kase. <gasps> oh my god, yes! I'm okay, I'm okay with that. If that's on there, I'm okay with it. One, one of the games I'd actually like to see on there is Bloody Raw. Oh, no. Bloody, um, Bloody Raw 2. Yeah, 2. Because, um, again, it's one of those games where like the sequel is easily a lot better. That said, Dead or Alive. Original Dead or Alive. Yeah. Where if you went outside of the ring, you exploded. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, man. I, I was actually just thinking about Bloody Raw 2 the other day. Because I think I've got one of the PlayStation 2 Yeah, I've got one games. of them. I think I've got a... I think I still have a GameCube one. Oh, uh, Primal Fury... No, that's a separate game. That's a completely different game about giant monkeys beating each other up to the... <laughs> that was actually... That was, a, that was a PlayStation game. That's not going to be on the Mini. Probably not. Armored does, Core. Does anyone else remember that? I had the demo for Armored Core. Build a robot and then... Beat the shit out of each That's other. That's what we need on it. The original demo disc. Demo one! Yeah. Actually, yeah, if it oh. I saw someone tweeting if it doesn't include demo one, then why is it even being released? And I am <laughs> yeah. inclined to agree. With uh, Abe's Odyssey, Armored Core, Cooler World. Uh fuck what else was on there. I'm sure there were overboard. Oh my god, Overboard. Yeah, that shitty, shitty pirate game. What was on the demo disc? Uh, just looking that up. It had, it had some weird little simulator things as well. It did. Uh, someone specifically was like, we need the T-Rex demo. Yeah. yeah. Well, you press a button and he makes the roar. That was the only game we had on PlayStation for a while. Oh, was demo one. Which is weird, because I'm fairly certain it was ships with a game. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we may have had Tomb Raider, but it was too difficult for me. Yeah. It's the one game my mum played, actually, was Tomb Raider. 
She got really, really obsessively into it and started ringing up the hotlines to find out the tips and things. No! Yeah. That way lies but, poverty. Well, we were already poor, so haha, jokes on us, I guess. <laughs> but like, it's like those car- those old cartoons where you like you see the kid racking up the massive phone bill by like ringing up the hotline for the game cheats and, yeah. and walkthroughs. Except it was my mum doing it. I was like, mum, we'll just buy a walkthrough on paper. We don't need to ring anyone. Ooh, Ape Escape. Didn't Ape Escape require use of the analog sticks? It did, actually, yeah. Yeah. Damn. So, you know, Metal Gear Solid needs to be on there. Armored Core. Just looking for a list of PS1 games going, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, I wonder if a Pi can emulate a PlayStation 1. <laughs> Wait, oh, uh, okay, I got really confused there for a second. Cherry. Mm, pie. I had a mince pie today. Steak and Guinness. Mince pie. Oh, I had a mince pie today. It's a bit early for a mince pies. You know what? It's even too early year four is two mince pies, <laughs> which is what I actually had today. <laughs> after I had a second helping of jambalaya from yesterday because I made too much. Do you know what I had today? I had a nutter butter. Well, I mean, that's probably something you should be keeping to yourself, surely. But <laughs> what is a nutter butter? It is a wafer with a little bit of peanut butter in it. Uh-huh. That's it. That sounds amazing. It's really good. It's an American candy. Well, not uh-huh. candy, but like sweet Snack. treat food. Sweet treat food. Yeah. I mean, it's- and they... And they eat it with their human mouths. <laughs> they eat it with their human mouths. Um, yeah, well, it's not candy. I mean, it's wafer and peanut butter. Like, it's not candy, but it's delicious. It's uh, protein. It's workout food is what it is. That's a fighting game I want. I used to have. What, Nutter Butter? <laughs> Battle Arena Toshinden. I never had that, but I did see it in all the cheat booklets mm. that I bought. <laughs> I bought so many cheat booklets. <laughs> Beast Wars Transformers. I had that. I watched I that. Bought... I never had the game, but I did watch Beast Wars. I played I it. B- I bought the game the day that the McFlurry was debuted. Huh. Okay. There was you it go. Beast Wars or Beast Machines that had um, a left field song as a soundtrack, as the opening music? Probably Beast Machines. Beast Machines yeah. mm. um, Beast Wars, I think, just had Optimus Primal talking over some sort of vaguely... Yeah, I am Optimus Prime. Fair enough. I'm a gorilla. I remember one of them basically had Fat Planet as their intro theme, but that yeah, must that have been Beast not, Machines. That's Beast Machines, yeah. Um, I looked over to my left, and I don't know why. <laughs> yes, so... I looked over is... to my left, and I know why. Oh, sweet. Um, no, it's gone. Never mind. Brain farts are amazing for for podcast they material. They really are. Really. Like, I'm so I'm so sorry. I, mean, I am on the edge of my seat with anticipation. So in a way, yeah. it's working. Like you're you're Excellent. building the suspense. The only problem is if you don't now deliver. Oh, Naya Longtallism. <laughs> what the fuck is that? You did not. That's his attempt to go back to a nihilism longtall Rob joke, and oh, it God. didn't work. But. Luckily, it failed in such a spectacular fashion, 
as to actually be funny. It's it's uh, it's post ironic funny. Now this is a game I'd like to see on it, which going with the the rating system won't be on it. Carmageddon. Oh. Wait, Carmageddon could be on the SNES Mini as well. I mean, not with the rating. No, but like you know, with again hypothetically, <laughs> <laughs> yes, hypothetically, it could be made to run Carmageddon. Yeah. Oh, I remember Carmageddon. Again, I think I'd have the same problem if they did an N64 Mini, where all the games I'd want to be on there wouldn't be, because they would did not represent the best and brightest of the N64 generation. <laughs> like, a- Aero Gauge and Body Harvest. We could get they Clock Tower on it. Oh, on the PlayStation, yeah. the, the First Fear, first. which is a remake. Which is, funny enough, this is, this is the weird thing. Clock Tower The First Fear is a remade port of the original SNES Clock Tower game, translated into English, but on the PlayStation 1. Yes. So, you cannot get English Clock Tower on the SNES, no. which is the console that Clock Tower was originally released for. Yes. But you can get Clock Tower The First Fear, which is an English-translated uh, update to the PlayStation of the original game, but... The PlayStation also had a game called Clock Tower, which was a sequel to Clock Tower, The First Fear. The struggle within... Was that the, the, the byline yeah. before it was? I just remember it being called just Clock there Tower. Was, there was Clock Tower, Clock Tower, The First Fear, and then you got Clock Tower 2, The Struggle Within. No, 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 Clock Tower was its own game. All made, which... all made by Human Entertainment. Yes, because basically they released Clock Tower on the SNES, yes. which was the point-and-click game. Then they released Clock Tower, the first fear. Right, the original clock, the 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 just Clock Tower, yeah. was Clock Tower Two from Japan. So, uh, and then on the PlayStation, you had the three D one, which was set a year later and in Norway. And, and then there was one on the PlayStation Two, with time travel, I think. <laughs> and then there was Haunting Ground. Do you know I think I want more games set a year later in Norway? <laughs> that sounds like a Just really good setting. Metroid, but set a year later and in Norway. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bioshock, but a year later and in Norway. I think this could work. I think it could. I think we've got a, a, this... an obscure <laughs> sort of niche genre going on here. <laughs> this, is a, this is a brand new genre of games. I was tr- honestly trying to think of a game that was set in Norway, <laughs> and I couldn't. So to, to, Google to, make to the, the rescue. Game uh, some sort of, I don't know, Vikings Battle for Asgard, but set a year later and in Norway. So really, things haven't changed all that much. Wikipedia's video games set in Norway. Okay, a lot of these are not set in Norway, but feature Norway. Well, for example, all of the uh, dirt rally games. Oh, you can go to a stage in Norway. Uh, Age of Mythology, of course, features Norway. Medieval Total War. Return to Castle Wolfenstein features Norway. Oh yeah, I got that game as well. I could shoot some Nazis for the Mm. stream. Medal of Honor games feature Norway. The the only one here I can see that seems to be actually sort of set in Norway is fishing, Barents Sea. <laughs> but set a year later and in Norway. <laughs> Guess what? The fish are still there. 
No, if you were a good enough it, fisher, they were. Yeah, it's a year later, <laughs> and there's just nothing there. And it's actually a really, really in-depth look at the the issues of overfishing on local ecosystems. Also, of course, you know what else is on this list of video games set in Norway? Clock yes. Tower. Yeah. <laughs> there's no reference to it being set a year later, though. Well, as opposed to it's set a year after Clock Tower. Well, Clock Tower and Clock Tower are both on the list. Yes. Oh, maybe Clock Tower was set in Norway. Yeah, according to this list, it was. But Clock Tower was also set in yes. Norway. So what you meant to say was a year later. Yes, and <laughs> it is also set in Norway. But that was not really relevant. It's not. It's not a change. <laughs> it is relevant. The the the. The setting is incredibly relevant. In terms relevant. of describing the difference between the setting of one and the other, it is not relevant. I don't think. I think the fact that they're both called the same fucking thing really just throws all that out the window. It's like the other problem with like Final Fantasy games. That Final Fantasy VI is on the SNES Mini, but it's called Final Fantasy III because that's what it was originally released as. Because that's what it was re- released as. Because they were like. Bring out Final Fantasy 1, and then we'll just skip 2 and 3, and then we'll bring out Final Fantasy 4. But people will get confused if we call it 4, because so they'll be two. like, well, I'm 2 and 3. So we'll call it 2, and then we won't release 5, <laughs> but we will release 6, so we'll have to call it 3. And then we're going to bring out 7, and you know what, let's just keep bringing them out now, we'll call this one 7. <laughs> people are like, what happened to 4, 5, and 6? Well, you already played 4 and 6, but they were called 2 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we got the uh, anthology and stuff for the PlayStation. But we still didn't get three. No, we didn't get yes, three. Yes, you did. No, we. <laughs> <laughs> and then they released. Then they released actual Final Fantasy three on the DS. Oh, DS, yeah. And then they released it on Steam. And I think that's it. Oh, funnily enough, I was actually looking through because I was looking at the um, Secret of Mana. Yeah. Uh, on the SNES Mini, I was like, I'd never played the Mana games, and I looked into them and went. Oh, cool. So, like, um, they were originally uh, a spin-off of the Final Fantasy games. Yes. And I was like, it's originally called Final Fantasy Adventure on the Game Boy. And I'm like, man, I, I, I vaguely remember that, like, as a thing. Ah. God, I, I, I wonder if that's, like, still... If the, I could go to a, a, a car boot sale and, and pick that up. Then I was moving some stuff out of my old flat over to the new house. And I picked up my bag, big bag full of Game Boy Advance shit. And do you know what fell out? Final Fantasy Adventure? Final Fantasy Adventure for the Game Boy original. Huh. Which I never bought. It was just in there. It knew. <laughs> Clearly, this was one of the things, one of the really mundane and strange things you chose to do when you discovered time travel. Because <laughs> I went back and put Final Fantasy. In- no, I went forward from the past. <laughs> but wait, how did Final Fantasy Adventure came out in like 1990? No, 1989. I was a year old. How would I have even you bought went a copy back, of it? Bought a copy, came forward, then left it for yourself without telling yourself. Oh, this is so confusing. Um, you know what I'm going to do next with my time travel? <laughs> I'm going to go forward by a year and go to Norway <laughs> and presumably get stabbed to death with fucking scissors. So what you're saying is that next week's episode of Dangerously Unprepared will be set next year and in Norway. Yes. Actually, I have, there won't be one next week. I, will there not? No, I'll be in Scotland. 
You could Scotland has Wi-Fi, Simon. You bigoted I'm fuck. I'm going to very isolated parts of Scotland. Okay. <laughs> the odds of Fair me enough. being able to stream from Scotland are extremely remote. Fair enough, because you will be extremely remote. Exactly. In that case, I have two weeks to learn. I was going to say Swedish then. Ah, they're the same fucking language. I have two weeks to learn Norwegian to make this joke work. All I know at the moment is how to talk about narwhals. What I might be able to do is set up TriCast for you both and allow you to talk to each other whilst I do something else because I don't have the bandwidth to talk. Uh, we'll see, but probably what? not. Why would we talk with each other without you here? To make a podcast. We only, we only stay together as, uh, to, to keep you happy. <laughs> That's the only reason Jack and I stay married. <laughs> we do it for the kids. The, the kids who are like a decade older than you. For our big boy. <laughs> well, one is, one is eight years older than I, and <laughs> less older than Jack, and the other one is younger than me. Because <laughs> he's not here to defend himself and say that he's ooh, actually four day, two days older than me. <laughs> no, but you did do that for him. Shit. It's like he never left. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, Rob. <laughs> I really do. Going back to games I would like to see on the PlayStation. <laughs> Please! <laughs> Thank you! It's, it's got weirdly uh, real. Please, games, not emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Destruction Derby. Oh, yeah! Fuck yes. Yeah. There's. Oh! One of a the game. first car games with a damage model. Yeah. Yeah. There there was a game I played on the PlayStation 1, right? right? That, well, I played a demo of it that was released with official PlayStation magazine. Right. Right. But I don't remember what it was called. Right. Can you describe okay. it? I will describe it for you. It was a big map beat-em-up, like a, not like a, a beat-em-up beat-em-up, but like a, um, well, yeah, let's call it a beat-em-up. I'm really good at describing this. So you had a big map and you played either these weird local alien life forms or an invading army of like cybernetically enhanced soldiers and each character had their own special abilities and they would fight you so like one of the aliens could like lay eggs and make little clones of itself that would go and attack the enemy and there was a guy on a jet bike who had a kamikaze meter and he would fly up into the air and then he would land and crash on top of people what was that called Did you have a fever dream? Almost certainly. <laughs> also entirely going to believe that this was also actually a thing. PlayStation game. Jet fight kamikaze meter. Egg the laying. Unholy War. Funnily enough, I typed in PlayStation game jet bike kamikaze meter egg laying and the Unholy War is the first link. <laughs> You gave me all the information I needed. See? You thought I was weird however, and a loser. However, but Jet Moto was the second link, which was not the game you meant, but was also a PlayStation game. It was. Hey. So yeah, Unholy War, that had better be on there too. That was clearly a big part of my childhood. <laughs> worms! Worms, yeah. Yeah, you put Worms Armageddon on there. Die Hard Trilogy. Worms is another one that could be on the SNES Mini, isn't it? 
Uh, original worms, yes, but I'm thinking like that was that was back when they were all like uh, pointy worms. It wasn't like the the the, the round bubble headed worms that we got from Worms Two onwards. Was it the cartoony worms? Here is yeah. a fun fact about the Unholy War. <clears throat> uh oh, the Unholy War shipped with an on disc demo of Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. So clearly, oh. Sony were in relying on the Unholy War to do the heavy lifting of promoting Legacy of Kane and making sure that little known game got over. <laughs> Uh, I That's have the that wrong way around, surely. <laughs> it really was. I think it was, yeah, I think it was mostly just the case of, like, they knew everyone was going to buy Soul Reaver, so it's just a case of, like, you want to play the demo, you want to play it a bit early, you've got to pay the tax of buying Unholy War you, you might be right, that might be the way around they were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like getting a double, like, bonus thing, like, with Metal Gear Solid 2, you got the demo of Zone of the End, no, wait, with Zone of the Enders, you got the demo of... Jack, help me out here, which way around was it? Where was it? Where was Metal, Ge- Metal Gear Solid Two and Zone of the Enders. Which game did you get the demo in? Was it did, if you bought Metal Gear Solid Two, did you get a demo of Zone of the Enders, <laughs> or if you bought Zone of the Enders, did you get a demo of Metal Gear Solid Two, or was it both? I think it was Metal Gear with Zone of the Enders. Okay, cool. Because that would have been a smart little like cross promotional toy. Yeah. Though, if you if you got a demo for the other game in each thing, because they were both Konami. Yeah, I suspect sure you might now. actually oh. be right, because it's like uh, a modern uh, phenomenon, which is the exclusive like extended trailer for a movie, and they tell you when it's going to air on TV to give a ratings bump to whatever show they're going to show it in the ad break yeah. of. I think it might be the same deal, yeah, if you want to play a bit of Legacy of Kane early, buy this Unholy War thing. <laughs> Don't call it that unholy war thing. It was a fantastic game that I only played the demo of that I really enjoyed. I never even got all the main characters because they weren't all unlocked in the demo. I only got the little green demon thing that laid eggs. I didn't get the little green and black demon thing that also had a stick. I tell you what, right? (laughs) Whilst unholy war may not have particularly gone down in legend. As it should have. uh, Toys for Bob, who were the company behind it, did make Star Control and Star Control 2. Never heard of them. They're very good games and currently embroiled in legal interest and uh, pandemonium uh, because uh, Stardock, the um, modern-day developer, claimed to own the intellectual property uh, and are releasing a game. Uh-huh. The original creators dispute this ownership, uh, and basically, Star Doc have gone. Yeah, but I've got lots and lots of money for lawyers. And, Do you? And Toys for Bob went. No, Unholy War did not sell as well as we had hoped, <laughs> and therefore we can't hire a lawyer. Nineteen years later, uh, but they also did Pandemonium, which was a game I quite I- liked. I do know that one. Did that have two characters? One was a clown. Yes, one was very Harley Quinn-like. Yeah. 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 Um, and that one was famous for being an N-Gage launch title. Oh, oh God. Ah, oh, I felt like someone just walked over my fucking grave. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. These are the guys behind the, crash, the crash reboot. I was just going to come on to that. And also yeah. Skylanders and the Crash reboot and the Spyro reboot. Yes, I thought they recognised the name. 
This is all toys for Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And to think they all got their start. Don't don't disillusion me by telling me the actual truth of where they got their start. They all got their start in a little game called the Unholy War that now only Kyrie remembers. Hate to say it, but Star Control was like six years earlier than that. What what did I specifically ask you to not do, Simon? <laughs> I, I heard your request. I considered yep. it. I rejected it. Oh. <laughs> what we should do is have some kind of conflict, some kind of evil non sacred conflict <laughs> some sort of profane I'm trying to think of another pseudonym for conflict. I was really proud of profane that was good uh, yeah. and then I fucking threw it all in the bin because I'm not a writer battle. profane battle battle's so weak though mm. profane campaign oh that rhymes that does <laughs> Profane campaign will be the start. Will be the like the name of our tour. It'll, oh my god, we should tour. It'll be the name of our illegal reboot of Unholy War. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's no way Toys for Bob could fight us in court when they've got to deal with Star Talk. Exactly. Well, we've started a war on both sides. We're like the Soviet Union. <laughs> Another game I'd like to see on the PlayStation. <laughs> Damn it, Jack! Stop trying to bring this back on Sonic. <laughs> Uh, Christ. Uh, G Police. <gasps> yes! And, yeah. and, and Police Norts. Yes. And oh. Ghost in the Shell. Hmm. Do you remember the, the little Fuchikoma? Wait, was it, Tachikoma. wait, hang on. Was it, a, wait, was it a Tachikoma? It was red. Uh, oh. I'm pretty sure that was a Fuchikoma. And yeah, but Fuchikoma, yeah. Wasn't it PS2? No, no, that was PlayStation. Was was that a PlayStation the game? It was, yeah. Oh, with the with the wall crawling and the ceiling crawling, and you're a little yeah. red, and it had that kick ass yeah. intro video. Mm. July oh, July seventeenth, ninety seven. Shit, gonna, it I'm was, gonna, and yeah, it was a Fujikoma. I'm gonna find that fucking opening trailer because my god, that was one of the coolest things uh, ever. Gran Turismo is potentially one that could be on there. One of the Gran Turismo's is almost certainly going to be on there, let's be honest. Well, it's going to be either one or two, because it was the only two that was on the PS1. Yeah. Again, there's a yeah. lot of the franchises from the PlayStation where I really hope it's the second one that makes it on the disc. <laughs> Heart of Darkness. Oh, my God! Yes, I love it. That's, funny enough, that brings us all the way back to our beginning, because you remember who made Heart of Darkness? Eric Shahi, who also made Another Simon. World. He did. He did. Yes. Well, out <laughs> of this world for our American. Yes. But what is it called in the French? Another world. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's wow. it. We've reached peak content. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I, I don't fucking know what he called it in French. <laughs> no, but you're willing to give it a fucking go, aren't you? <laughs> no, that was just a bad accent. What are you talking about? <laughs> really? Really, was it? Well, you seem to need the clarification. <sighs> Maybe it was called Jeez. Nino Kuni. <laughs> hey. Uh, it was called Outer World in Japan. I can tell you that. Apparently, 
Apparently another world influenced Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill, which I feel to be a lie of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Speaking of speaking of which, I, I was looking stuff up recently because I, I was talking to someone, I can't remember who, about a thing. I can't remember what. But the discussion turned to us. So it's the weirdest way to start an anecdote. <laughs> what a story. Talk to someone about a thing and about this and about that. Anyway, the conversation turns to the film Jacob's Ladder, which I have not seen, which was apparently surprising to this person. And apparently that it were, this film was a, an inspiration for the Silent Hill games. And so I looked it up and it turns out it's being remade. Uh, starring the guy who played Marcus in Detroit. So there, that's a thing. So maybe you want to check it out before the remake is a thing and colours your view of it. I'm not saying David Cage is involved in the remake. <laughs> no, but Marcus is. <laughs> yes, and he was good. Actually, he was pretty good, to be honest. He was, all, the, all the actors were, were solid. Yeah, yep. the performances were pretty yeah. solid. It's yeah, just a shame about the material, really. Yeah. Speaking of games that I wouldn't mind seeing on the PlayStation <laughs> Mini. Another world? Uh, no, I was going to say, here's one that I think was very PlayStation and has no problems with ratings or anything. Uh, Vibribbon. Oh, Vibribbon. You like made the level by putting in a music CD. Yeah, that's the only trouble with it. You wouldn't be able to put in a CD. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same with Monster Hunter. Uh, not Monster Hunter. Monster World. Yeah. Rancher. Rancher. Yes, Monster Rancher, yes. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to put in your own CD, which is a real shame. Because that's the problem with Vibribbon. One of the problems with Vibribbon. And, uh, I mean, less of a problem with Res, but I'm pretty sure that was 2, wasn't it? Res was PlayStation yeah. 2. It was like a launch title for Yeah, there's two. no way that the original PlayStation could have handled it, to be honest. Yeah. And I've got God, that was Res cool. X or Res Zero, whatever it's called, on the PC now, so that's yeah. fine. Like, yeah. if... If they release a PS2 Mini, oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, well, it's going to be even harder to work out what the hell game will you put on that. Yeah, right, and let's then do that. that. Okay. <laughs> no, let's no. not fucking do that. We only have so much time. Um, and then they'll release a PlayStation 3 Mini and then a PlayStation 4 Mini, and then we'll all be really confused because like, the PlayStation 4 will still be the most current generation of video game console. And we'll be like, wait, what? And they'll have just released like the PS4 Slim... And the Mini and the Slim will be out at the same time. And you're going to the and shop be... and you'll not know which is which. Yep. And there'll be a PlayStation 4 Micro. Do you remember all the different names for all the different sorts of weird, tiny Game Boy? When there was a, like, the, the Game Boy Paper, not Game Boy Paper, the Game Boy Slim and the Game, Game Boy Micro. Game and... Boy Pocket, Pocket Light, Color. Yeah. Uh... Pocket Light, Color, Light, Color Pocket. And there was... Advance, SP, Micro, Tribal. Do you go into DSs? DSi, DSi Lite, DS Lite. And, uh, you got DS. DSi XL. Ugh, yep. Yeah. Make it bigger. 3DS, 2DS. 2DS XL. 3DS, 3DS XL. XL. New 3DS, <laughs> new 3DS XL. Has there been a new 2DS yet? 2DS XL. <laughs> I don't think there's been a new 2DS. Okay. Well, that, two, that's, that, the that 2DS, sounds like a droid. The 2DS XL is the new 2DS. New 2DS does sound like a droid for the next Star Wars film. <laughs> Surely that's 2DS XL. 
Yes, that'll do. <laughs> yes, why not? Gex. <gasps> the Gecko. Wait, who voiced Gex? Because I, I, I feel like that may not have aged well for some reason. That's really stuck in my head as like a, oh, hang on a minute. Was uh, it Eric Chahi? <laughs> no, no, it was a British British actor. I don't know. I, I wasn't oh, Danny aware John, of... Oh, Danny John Jules. Really? I was not aware of Gex yeah. very much at the time. Uh, so I'm certainly not aware oh, of it now. He was he was he was one of the voice actors, as was uh, Leslie Samuel Phillips. Leslie Phillips of, and Leslie Phillips. Okay, Leslie Phillips and Danny John Jules could not be more different. And Dana Gould have all voiced Gex. Those are very different voice actors. Yeah, right. Different games, wasn't it? So with so different when he started characters. Out, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> In 1994, when the game came out, he was from Hawaii and was voiced by Dana Gould. And then he was from England and he was a spy. Well, and the he... fir- it first it was on the 3DO, wasn't it? So uh, originally. Oh wow, yeah. And I, I'm remembering just the PlayStation One games, though, where yeah. he was the sort of he was basically just James Bond, but he was a lizard. 3DO, PS One, Saturn, PC, and. Yeah, he was Leslie Phillips, and then he was Danny John Jules. That's so diverse. Yeah, I was. I was really worried for some reason. Like, I had this image in my head that like he was voiced by someone that like where it may not have aged well, like someone who might have been caught up in something. But I might be thinking of a completely different game. Possibly. Clearly, I clearly I am because I've just read out of the people. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, there was that thing about Danny John Jules and the binman and the knife. Which may or may not have Which happened. may or may not have happened. So maybe you were thinking of that. Yeah. Oh, Leslie Phillips is still alive. Yes. Cool. He's. I mean, he's a very well-known voice actor. Very well known I, I, for having just, a very sort of honey voice. He's. Yeah, he's the one I remember because I played the the second game. He would game, definitely have been one the, the Bond one. For yeah. Sure. I'm just looking at this film. This has become fucking the host's read a Wikipedia page and just go, oh, I remember that film. I remember that film and so on and so forth. Well, yeah, I think there was two and a half thousand PlayStation games. So there's a lot of games to try and remember. I'm sure they sold more than that. Since what listed? Two and a half. I, I was making a joke about them shipping that many units yeah. total. Uh-huh. Rampage than... World Tour. <gasps> Fantastic Four. No. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. No. Did you ever play the Fantastic Four PlayStation 1 game? Yes. It was appalling. It was. <laughs> I loved that game. Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, God, yeah. Was Rise of the Robots a PlayStation game, or was that too early? Oh shit! Uh, I think you're just making that up. I think you're right. Uh, it was a SNES game. No, Amiga. I know it was on the Amiga because I fucking had it on the Amiga. No, it wasn't. Wasn't on the PlayStation. It was too no. early. It was SNES and Mega Drive era rather than oh. uh, PlayStation. And the Philips CDI. Never forget the Philips CDI. I will never let anyone ever forget the Philips CDI. <laughs> It was a tentpole game of the CDI. 
Not not Zelda, you mean? It, platforms have more than one tentpole. Otherwise, what you've got is a yurt. <laughs> a teepee. <laughs> yes, a yurt. <laughs> yurt. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. That's a fun word to say. It is. Oh, yeah. Medieval. I definitely want that on there. Yeah, it, it, medieval will be one of them. If it's not, I will riot. Quietly. Yeah, yep. quiet yeah. riot, of course. As, I am British. Uh, that's how I keep describing things in wrestling, because it's the, if such and such wins, we riot. I, I'm always like, if such and such wins, I will riot here, now, quietly. <laughs> did, <laughs> I, was, was you ever, did I review you ever play the Men in Black game? No. No. It was... It was like a point-and-click adventure. 3D point-and-click adventure. It was quite difficult. Huh. I mean, I was a child at the time, of course. But... But, like, I remember being alright at video games as a child, and I go back to play them now, and I'm like, this is fucking impossible! (laughs) Yeah, no, we've all been pampered by modern video game design, which is way more forgiving. I didn't think I'd actually get worse at video games as time goes on, but having played some Metroid recently... Whew! (laughs) Well, you've got to remember that uh, the video game, of course, arose in the arcade and very rapidly became a coin farming system where you had to have a very rapid reward loop and a very, very high rate of failure in order to keep people pumping in the quarters for continue. And even after the home console was first created, the, the era that we're looking at here with the NES Mini, the SNES Mini, that's what game design mentality was. It was limited lives, and a continue button. They were no longer asking for quarters, but that's what game design was. And it was only when people realised, hang on, wait a minute, we're not actually in the arcades anymore. There's no reason to try and get people to keep pressing the continue button that video games became a different experience. And now what Hmm. we've got is more analogous to cinema than it is to the arcade. It's... You know, people telling stories in new and interesting ways with new and interesting technologies, or you know, uninteresting ways. If you're David Cage, uh, <laughs> it's evolving. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, old video games are very much about making you die a lot. Yeah, <gasps> Tomba. And if you play something like Cuphead or Super Meat Boy today, you'll find that yeah, <laughs> when when you go back to that design <laughs> philosophy, still a bitch. The yeah. pain is still mm-hmm. there. Vagrant story. Ah, vagrant story. I just thought it was Tomba. Soul Blade, the first of the Soul Calibers. Yeah. That soul still burns. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man, that music was awesome as well. <laughs> the the edge, of, edge of Soul. Right, we, we have somewhat degraded into looking at lists of old PlayStation games and going, that one! So, that one, I want that one. That will be a good one to have. You guys have had your hands up this entire time. No, I haven't. <laughs> you have absolutely. You still got it. I. D- it says. I hey, disagree. Hey, you. You can click on that to acknowledge it and make it go away. I can't. Oh my god, you're right. right. Anyway, <laughs> well, I feel silly now. <laughs> but I feel like I desperately need to bring this to a close before we just keep going. That one. I want that one. <laughs> We're not. We're not even going to recognize what games they are. We're just going to say, "Oh, I remember that. That was good." <laughs> do, you re- do you remember? Oh, you remember. It was good. So yes, uh, thank you for joining us in our somewhat meandering look 
at <laughs> the mini console re-releases and the way companies are treating their back catalogue of retro gold. If you want to actually look at the weird stuff that I do uh, when we're recording, then twitch.tv slash dangerously unprepared is the place for you. Uh, when I said I looked to my left, you would be able to have seen that. That's it's true. That is did. the thrilling kind of content we offer on our streaming channel. Also, actually streaming video games sometimes, with the promise of possibly something coming from Kyrie in the near future. This this coming Saturday, the the forty third of January. This coming Saturday, two Saturdays ago from when you listen to this. <laughs> oh shit! Unless you're listening to this live. Unless you're listening to this a- live. Can we do a post on social media or something? Of course we can do a post on social media. So as you will have already seen, Kyrie plans to stream. We're doing the time travel again. Yes. So in a year in Norway, I will be playing a game. damn it. (laughs) And if you want to have been notified of what Kyrie is up to, then I hope you have already subscribed to Unprepared Show on Twitter. No, or but possibly they w- followed us at Facebook at Dangerously Unprepared. If they haven't, then they will already have done. Yes. Or well, joined us on our Discord. Right, you will have been listening to Dangerously Unprepared. Make sure to download us into your brain box, or whatever that is it's in, translated into Norwegian. I have been on the verge of becoming Simon. One day, I hope to be Kyrie. And I am already Jack. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. God damn it. What the crap was that? I'm sorry. (laughs) I just got excited and started rambling talking about stuff.